0: I'll just give a short reading from the Satipatthana so this is a refrain that's when this sutta was put together there was almost like a like a chorus quality to it and uh, one of the refrains is one of Blides contemplating in a sense the first establishment of the body as a body internally abides contemplating the body as a body externally or abides contemplating the body as a body both internally and externally abides contemplating IN the body its arising factors abides contemplating IN the body its vanishing factors abides contemplating IN the body both its arising and vanishing factors or else mindfulness that there is a body is simply established in him to the extent necessary for bare knowledge and mindfulness. And he abides independent, not clinging to anything in the world. Well, um, yeah. So, this, it first appears this is in conjunction with breathing, which I think is probably a an anomaly since in all the suttas on mindfulness of breathing in the entire book on mindfulness of breathing in the Nikaya and in the mindfulness of breathing sutra itself it doesn't mention internally, externally it seems to it doesn't bother with that so it seems this may be just something that's been carried over from the other expressions of mindfulness of body um, and also the phrase as a body contemplating the body means with regard to contemplating the body with reference to a body in other words not to reference to what I think about it or wish it was or label it as but just this is body being a body <laughs> You know, so it's, it's kind of stripping away the labeling and the naming and the classifying and the these factors it's this this is a very reductionist process um, and it continues to reduce. So then it reduces it to externally. So I'm suggesting here internally to be this sense we have of, you know, there's an internal aspect to this body, which doesn't mean the organs, but the sense of an in here, which we may say, I'm in here, my presence is in here. Well, there's an in-here aspect to it, <laughs> that experience. And then externally, I'm in something that's around me, my body is surrounded by. There's a boundary of skin, there's a boundary of tactile sensation, there's something around me, and I operate through that, my body moves through that space, or contacts the ground beneath. So I'd suggest using that as the external aspect, because that's something you can make use of when you're on your own I don't really feel that contemplating other people's bodies is what's being recommended here. (laughs) Possibly socially disruptive and subject to interpretation. (laughs) The rising factors as things begin to well up you yeah, pressures, sensations, energies, well up. Mm-hmm. Vanishing factors, certain qualities fade out, pass away. Tactile sensations may dissolve, you yeah, things may shift, tensions may release, you yeah, space may open up. Those are things where in this internal domain is very dynamic and as you move around externally you feel the pressures against your skin on your feet as you walk uh, the sense of space or openness can, can sh- shifts. You know, things arise, things pass things move mm. all this mindfulness that there is a body is established there is a body it's very bare just to the extent Necessary for bare knowledge and mindfulness. There's a sort of stripping away of the labelling, nama, labelling, naming, of which perception is a strong factor. How we perceive things, how we interpret experience. This is one of these five kanda other elements in nama but that's probably the most significant one obviously that depends upon contact attention what you give attention to labelling starts to occur so these are all bound up with nama what you give attention to what you make contact with then you know very quickly that's labelled and that label is highly subjective you know, and conditioned, uh, culturally conditioned, socially conditioned, personally conditioned. What you find offensive, humorous, ugly, tasty, so on. Mm. So it's perception. Mm. Mm. So, trying to you know just relax perception, just the perception that there's a body, simplifying it. And when you simplify it, you come to from kaya, you come to something like rupa, which means something. Often the word body is used for that. Rupa means shape or form. It's a little bare, more bare than Kaya. Kaya can have arms and legs and sinews, but Rupa doesn't have arms and legs and sinews. Rupa is just a shape, form, form. It means it sustains an impression. You can get a sustained impression of it. Mm. And so experiencing body and not, and you realize body has several forms of that experience. You can have the tactile, the form that arises depending on tactile impressions, you know, such as my body feels uncomfortable, or I feel tight, or open, closed. You can have uh, impressions based upon visual readings of a body yours or somebody else's Mm. that's another body and your body dependent upon what you attend to maybe generally the face rather than the feet so you identify a person by their face rather than their feet unless they've got really fantastic feet of course (laughs) rarely their knees very rarely do you identify people by their knees <laughs> but the face you get a lot of perceptual signals oh, So, but the face is only part of, only a fraction of a body you see, see, see how you the experience of a form arises connected to attention, perception contact and consciousness, visual consciousness, primarily, but of course tactile, gives a rather different impression. So there are several bodies, several shapes, several forms. And, as the Buddha said, there's a body within the body called the breathing body. That is experience of uh, something that wells up, spreads, expands, subsides dynamic form this body, inner body so these are all different forms Uh, form, perception another one is feeling when you experience in body, you experience feeling, and that has a powerful effect because it very much steers your attention, grabs your attention, steers it, agitates, stimulates the chitta, positive or negative. So that, that which is stimulated, that which your attention goes to, it becomes the signifying determinant of what you what you're experiencing. You know, I experience myself as a throbbing head. i you've got a headache, the rest of the body disappears. I'm a throbbing head. I'm a tooth. <laughs> People, you know, elbows disappear, knees nothing, back gone, just this tooth, blazing tooth. Yeah, so, you know, it's very dependent, isn't it? These are called the aggregates, dependently arising, shifting, changing. Consciousness, particular kind of consciousness, form, perception, feeling, activation, stimulation, aversion, resistance, struggling, soothing, easing, shifting, all that mixing together. So, uh, what this um, teaching is doing even though in some ways it's extremely bare extremely uh, simple mm-hmm. <coughs> it's modifying the way we attend how we attend and how we interpret and how we respond to experience and so here we're attending Giving attention to the body in the body's own terms, just as sense of tactile impressions and a sense of subtler internal impressions. I'm calling them energetic impressions because they're not they're not tactile. They're suffusive, um, dynamic, shifting. They fill. And if you sense any of those, either of those, as it is, just as it is, there's no person there. It's just that. There's nobody in here. And we experience the tactile impressions, it's not as if we're inside those tactile impressions, it's not we interpret those tactile impressions as a solid form and we live within it. That's the standard interpretation. Well, those tactile impressions are momentary, shifting, changing. How many do you actually sense? We understand those to be, oh this is the edge of my body, perhaps the skin boundary, but how much do do we actually really get? The ears? Probably not. Elbows? Probably not. Inner thigh? Not unless it's painful. Hmm. Sides of the body? Probably not. Inner, inner surfaces of the arms. Doubt it. Under the chin. No? What do you get? You get a few sketchy marks. <laughs> and the rest of it, we add. Or something adds. Says, oh, that's one of those. It's the thing I see with my eyes. You know? We add to it. If you don't add anything to it, what have you got? A series of tactile impressions arising within awareness. One's aware of it all. Yes. So, by reducing the interpretations, or by not adding interpretations, we don't need them, something that was busy doing that interpreting is released. Jitta doesn't have to create somebody in there. Now Jitta isn't really interested so much in tactile objects, things. it's an interest in stimulation. It's interested in comfort, stability, ease. it's interested in being stimulated, delighted, excited is extremely interested in, in being bored, unhappy, miserable, <laughs> painful. It's, a, it's, a, it's an activation experience. So when it comes to the body, the chitta just wants to know, oh, yeah, I've got a body here. That's good enough. And then I can do things. What can't you? So but then we say, well, well maybe don't maybe this isn't the body. Maybe this is just serious impressions. Arising within your receptivity, you're receiving these impressions. Is that so? Yeah, I'm receiving these impressions. And that's all you're... that's that's it. (laughs) You're receiving some tactile impressions. You don't even have to call them a body. But, you know, or you don't get the whole thing that you see with your eyes. You don't get the underside of your mouth, the edge of your nose, your ears, all bits of kinds. So you just get a few sketchy bits. Okay, there is a body. But it's not the body I see with my eyes. It's just a few tactile impressions suggesting a form. So that kind of quality of, of attention and awareness stripping away, not adding, being direct. And internally, what's in here? What's this? It's, does it have boundaries? It's swelling, moving, breathing. No, it's a kind of suffusion of energy that you're receiving. Some of it's disagreeable, some of it's agreeable, some of it's just nothing special. And that's being interpreted and felt. And it's unpleasant, then certain reactions start occurring. Tightening, excitement, dejection. Feeling, how strong the effect of feeling is Mm, occurring. I feel really bad, I feel sick, I feel terrible, I feel wonderful. Not quite. There's good feeling, there's enjoyable feeling. There's nobody feeling it. It's enjoyable feeling, unpleasant feeling, and reaction. It's in that reaction, the opposing or the favouring. This is sankara. This is activation. In that activation of favouring, opposing, struggling with, trying to interpret, there arises the sense of an actor, someone who's doing it, me. So, out of that bundle of aggregates me arises but if that's taken apart so form is form just that there's no opposing it or favouring it or interpreting it the me doesn't have to arise or arises in very subdued quiet way perhaps me is the watcher so in this way certain delusion or certain construction is not being constructed and this does support the elimination of suffering and stress because when there's activation, reaction, favouring and opposing struggling and trying to make something happen it gets very tense very busy frustrated stressful if that is put aside stress drops above all the you can These kundas, when they are, they're just the way that the system works. So even if there is a reaction, favoring, opposing, liking, disliking, unpleasant feeling and so forth, can the reaction be seen just as this is reaction happening, just this? Part of the system, what it does, it struggles doesn't like pain, whilst pleasure, that's understandable. So, there isn't the clinging, the upadana, the adherence to those reactions and perceptions and feelings, with a lack of adherence, the lack of clinging, the lack of contraction, lack of identification, there isn't the escalation, of more activations, trying to do something about it, wondering whose fault it is, feeling I can't make it, wondering how long I've got to be with this for before it passes. Surely this I suppose is supposed to, it's supposed to pass. My emotion. Meditate more. I need more of this. I need more of that to make it change into something else. All this agitation starts going on. If it's just barely sensed as it is, perhaps there can be a quietness, because the jitta... Is interested both in stimulation, pleasure, pain. It's also interested in where that isn't, where it's quiet and peaceful. It may be when we're experiencing difficult feeling, acknowledging difficult feeling is difficult feeling, the reactivity is lessened or non-adherence to it, we sense something is able to be okay. Why not give more attention to that? Oh. This is just, this disagreeable stuff is just out there somewhere. Just there. Just there. Mm. So we begin to learn this way in this very body, that series of tactile impressions is there. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to define me. It arises within awareness. Those experience of inner qualities, constriction, relaxation, so forth that's there, it doesn't have to def- define me, it doesn't have to be something that one gets reactive to, or if one does react to it, then that reactivity could be senses, this is the system just reacting, that's there, and there's this. Bear knowing, mindfulness, awareness. So this is the process And uh, using body, because body is the simplest, most obvious thing, less evocative than mental phenomena. Memories, thoughts, impressions of oneself and others. Relational experiences, highly evocative. Uh, Perceptions of the future, highly evocative. Perceptions of the past, very evocative. Perceptions of the world extremely stimulating, and so on and so on and so on. So we need to get that system of dispassion, detachment, working to you know to get the foundation right. This is where we take the opportunity for retreat when we, you know, deliberately put aside the world permanently but just putting aside that so we can lessen the amount of stuff that Chitta's having to deal with and just get, begin to get a template of how to practice mm-hmm. with form feeling perception activations, formations, consciousness. Because just as there's uh, physical form, there's also psychological form. When we, yeah, you can feel it sort of knotting up when you get uptight or angry. A yeah, psychological form arises, or depressed, very sunk, low. Yeah, excited, sort of breaking up, fragmented forms. Psychologically, one fragments into a cascade of perceptions and thoughts and impressions that are often in conflict with each other. Determined. This is, I'm going to get it this way. I'm going to make it like that. Very solid form, psychological form. I'm really going to make it be like that. Mine is really solid, psychological form. And then crash. (laughs) Breaks up. Yeah. so we need to know even the form, the subtle form our minds take our intentions take as, okay, this is this it's what it's like to feel like you're not getting anywhere mm-hmm. it's a shrinking sinking huddling sense yeah. and so are getting some dispassion towards that This is how wisdom arises, chitta. Because uh, the experience of chitta is one that's interested in stimulation, and yeah, and begins to sense actually what's more sustainable and nourishing is perhaps less stimulation. Because the stimulation sends these wave patterns through it, they send it shivering. Uh, and, you know, most people will, will like that to a good degree, but as you've begun to just really get into chitta, you find and it sort of makes it rocky, unsteady, uh, loses balance, you know? gives rise to careless actions that one feels less pleased by it so we begin to sense you know, less stimulation good or bad pleasant or unpleasant takes us towards the more even and the jitta expands this is something that jitta can do it can and when it expands it feels extremely light and free and it can expand to the point when it doesn't really get a lot of stimulation from sense contact one way or another this is where you have in, in the enlightenment is after samadhi, when you've really begun to access the chitta and satisfy it and soothe it and uplift it, it moves towards opaque equanimity because as it's less fragmented, less jarred by sense contact, less driven by purpose and desire and ambition and desperation, those things are eased. The jitter starts to expand, radiates, suffuse, and becomes refined, and it's more even, evenly spread. Equanimous. Equanimity. Well, the equanimity acts as a basis whereby it's quite e- relatively easy to see or to not know where the disturbances are. It's rather like you have a blank sheet of paper, and you'll notice even tiny little drops of ink or if it's all crumpled up and scribbled over, you don't notice. And when it's evened out, you notice, oh, there's the the tear, oh, there's the disturbance right there. And you can spread over it and even it out. So these are practices that are encouraged. Detachment. Disengagement it means that citta is no longer so interested in the immediate hit of contact. You know, contact is contact. Something happens. There's a uh huh, and instead of oh, what's that? It's just uh huh. So that activation, contact, is a sankara. Contact is part of naming is contacted, your attention is drawn towards it, and then labeling and liking, disliking, struggling. Wanting more, wanting less. What about if contact is just mm-hmm, that shivering? And jitta opens to it. Uh-huh. Opens to it rather than contracts around it. Widening. Widening. Widening and softening contact it doesn't repudiate contact, it doesn't have an attitude towards contact it's, not, it's just contact is contact it happens all the time it's, it's going to go on for a long time and none of it is really going to take you anywhere that different or useful than you've been already But this is a different direction. The widening and softening around contact will take you to somewhere different. And rather agreeable. Jitta likes that, it's quite comfortable in that. Mm. Widening. So, you really have to be careful with attention. Attention is an aspect of nama, of naming. And attention, primarily, its nature is tensity to contract towards a particular point. So, with attention, you build up a picture through rapidly assembling a number of points you hold the eyes steady you'll notice them do that they'll start to shiver shiver around trying to look at the colours and the sheen and what what it means and that's a cushion and that's somebody's blanket and so forth but if you hold attention don't really do that you just get a kind of a field of colour and so what (laughs) you're aware you're seeing but you're not going into anything And then, see, the mind does the same thing. Just point, 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 conclusion. This point, that point means that. This and that, then I'll do this. This, that, this, that, then she's that. This, that, this, that, this, that, it's going to be like that tomorrow. This, that, this, that, that, that because I am. Da, 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 this point, that point, that point, therefore I am this. Da, 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 therefore I'm not that. You know, point, 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 point. What if that frenzy of attention is just held steadily, sympathetically, and asked just to soften. Don't jump, soften. Mindfulness, softening. Receive, rather than interpret. Receive the impression, rather than interpret it, rather than, and next. With mindfulness, there's no next. There's no next, there's no because, it's just this, winding, softening. Oh, and then you feel that ripple of pressure, the momentum of, oh, what about, what about, maybe I could, this it? Uh, it's just okay, that moves through. Let those waves move through. Stay, softening. Winding, and then attention begins to change. It's able to just hold a boundary rather than constantly be chasing, labeling, pleasure, displeasure, analysis, computation, even purpose. so when we have liberation as our purpose release is our purpose yeah. and the Buddha was very clear about that and if you have the concentration you have is one pointed on release so it's a concentration of the heart Not concentration of attention on a point, it's a concentration of the heart. Hearts deeply interested around release. We keep remembering that. And trying to practice with it. Release which is not about getting rid of something. Or attaining something, release. Just that it's about widening and softening through these experiences, these kundas as they manifest, and that means as both a sense of uh, disengagement from the reactions we have around contact, in a sense of we called viveka as dispassion. This is Experience is pleasant, unpleasant, uh huh. Yeah, I'm, I've been with this before. Uh, yeah. Ceasing, the sankaras, the activations, the reactions begin to fade out, ending. Relinquishment, sense of self being in this or trying to get out of it, disappears. This is kind of the process of insight as it's presented in the the suttas. Now when you take it down to just this very simple Motif, attending, meeting what arises, and then being able to use some of this language, perhaps. This is a form, feeling, perception. This is body, bodily form. It's just that. Now, that may not be that powerfully interesting, but it's a good enough reference to begin to sense the perceptions, the pressures that can occur just around sustaining bare awareness. Something doesn't want to be bare. (laughs) Now, if we practice this with, with body, then you begin to experience perhaps the results of that The chitta inclines towards coolness, ease. It's able to understand, accept the fact that there's reactivity, the fact that there's feelings arise. But we're no longer too reactive to all that. And your attention, your attention, instead of being driven on, on, to something you know more refined. You just stay holding it steady, softening, widening. And this allows the reactivity to be manifested, pass through, and there's an ease and a cleaning out of these aggregates, which are called upadhi the residues, the basic blueprint where the I am that's, that generate the sense of self. And, you know, this is kind of what the Buddha is presenting for us to sample and test for ourselves. doesn't ask for anything other than you just actually be honestly, directly, mindfully aware of what really is and lessen the amount of mental... Interpretations one puts upon it and be receptive if you're driving too hard pushing too hard you are lessen your receptivity so just as I say 70% is plenty of effort 30% should be just listening checking out checking out 70% maximum if you develop Practice properly. Fifty percent active, fifty percent receptive. Develop that. Thirty percent active, seventy percent receptive. Keep practicing. Ninety percent active. No, ninety percent receptive, ten percent active. Get to the end of it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, <I> just. <laughs> <I didn't mean. laughs> <laughs> so it's constant. Rather than more <laughs> yes. or or less is the new more. <laughs> <laughs> so we can of course peace. Peace is not, not an action. Peace is a is a is an accomplishment of receptivity which is unbounded. And Chitta can do that. It it doesn't have boundaries, apart from what we place upon it by our uncertainty and our doubt or our you know our lack of patience or our lack of development of proper attention those generate the boundaries as those boundaries are gently re- extended and released it you know, doesn't have to be a boundary around this jitta is released from clinging So let's take some time for direct practice as you're moving around today. You yeah. know standing, sitting, walking, moving around you see forms, you see shapes, shapes are shapes, forms are forms. Internally, externally. you sense the reactivity, the stimulation, or the resistance, or the uncertainty it's just it's, Keep softening through all that passing and notice, receive a peacefulness that begins to dawn as one comes through the conditioned realm.